All right, welcome back in, everybody. This is another episode of the King's Classic sit-start discussion with us, the Natty Chasers from Chasing the Natty. My name is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chasing the Natty podcast, and today we are recording from the comfort of my bedroom as I am in quarantine uh, for getting sick yesterday, but it's all good. I am all I am feeling much better today, but even still, out of precaution, I just had to take a rest day and just lay in my bed all day. And just to make sure the rest of the world is safe, you know how it be. Anyway, on the other side of on the other side of the screen is my co-host, my wonderful co-host, who probably wishes he could lie in bed all day, uh, Mr. Xavier Hood. Xavier, how are you doing today? Oh, we're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do too much today. Uh, I guess the only successful thing I really did today was like uh, had to like get a good shave under my uh, chin for I started developing a neck beard, and I was like, let's get that out of the way. This is getting annoying. Yeah, neck neck beards are the worst. I definitely I definitely take care of that on my face. Yeah. So, like I said, we're back with another episode of the King's Classic Sit Start, Sit Start discussion. This is for week three, and so first we're going to cover our matchup last week, how it went for us. Then we're going to talk about who we might want to sit, who who we might want to start for each of our positions this week, and then we're going to take a look at our matchup for this upcoming week, and then we will decide. Who, whether or not we think we will win or not. So, regarding last week's matchup with JD, I predicted that we would lose. Xavier predicted that we would win. And I think we were both right, technically. Yeah, yeah. Like, technically. So, officially, we lost. We lost yeah. uh, 261 to 266. We lost by five points. However, we would have won if DeMontre Tuggles' kick return touchdown had counted in this league, and for some reason it did not. I'm not sure what's going on there, or I, I know what's going on there. We didn't have any defenses in this league, so thus that stat doesn't count, which really sucks because that kept us from winning last week. But regardless, we did officially lose, so we are 1-1 one and one on the year, although I'm, I'm pretty happy with our team's performance. Like Scoring yeah, 260 points and losing – sucks but also we scored 260 points that's a good thing regardless of any week you're talking about yeah i'll say this about our week i was like we chose all the right players like we we made no mistakes we 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 talked this through in our last episode and we made all the correct uh assumptions of like who to start who's going to get the targets like the rakeem Jarrett pick against howard worked out Garrett wilson had a great day against uh oregon uh, despite the loss michael meyer looks like the tight end one and our quarterback, Sam Howell, had a career day. Well, not a career, career day, but five-touchdown day. Mm-hmm. So it was just good overall. Uh, it's just that on the other side, J.D. just happens to have a lot of good players that kind of had us worried. But I, I saw a path for us, but we got hit with the Pac-12 after dark to where we were in the lead for a while, then Drake London uh, against USC. Even though they lost to uh, Stanford, he ended mm-hmm. up getting a touchdown, which put J- uh, J.D. over. So yep. it was kind of disappointing in that With regard. His final reception of the game before getting hurt, yeah, I mean, he gets yeah, a touchdown. Exactly. Just to say, hey, I have to, you know, get JD's fantasy to win this week. We could have been two and zero, top of the league, feeling a little bit good about ourselves, but it is I mean, what it is. You can't win them all. Overall, again, looking at the standings and everything, we're we're fifth in the league out of twelve. And considering yeah. we're one and one record, I I consider that a pretty good win. The only one and one team that has a record above us is uh, Justin from CFF Insiders. Uh, so I, I feel like we're in a pretty good position here. And I feel like, like, like I said, going forward, us scoring this high, even with our running backs, in my opinion, underperforming like they did, 
I think that's a good sign for us going forward. Uh, I guess we'll talk yeah. about the running backs there a little bit. And again, major downfalls there. Again, Tuggle, his kick return, touchdown not counting, kind of hurt. And then Kenneth Walker getting taken out early in the Michigan State game against Youngstown kind of hurt us a lot. We, we expected yeah. him to play just a little bit more, but it looks like that Mel Tucker and crew were hoping to save him for their matchup against Miami this week. So, Xavier, anything yeah. else you want to mention about last week's before we get into our team sit start discussion? Uh, I guess we can mention our uh, pickups that we made off the waiver wire. Deshaun Corbin, uh, I was happy to, uh, you know, uh, suggest that for, for us off the waiver wire. Got 16.9 points, even though they lost against Jacksonville State. I like his upside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, going forward, Florida State, you know, they're not the greatest football team. But, I mean, they have flashes, and Deshaun Corbin is that uh, consistent standard I think that could be for the season. Uh, anybody else to be pick up on this team? I mean, um, we picked we, up uh, all three of our waiver wire picks that we put in this week failed because uh, we lost them to another team. So that's fun. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I was thinking about like all the waiver wire picks that were successful. Like, Chaz Melissa, we got like two weeks ago. He still performed well against Eastern Michigan. And going no, we, forward, we didn't get anybody off the waiver wire because all of ours failed. But we did yeah. pick up uh, Hassan Haskins for Michigan. Yeah. And you want to yeah, talk a little bit about a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we, we liked Corum a little bit better, but obviously, you know, after this week, everybody's excited and hopping on the Michigan uh, train for fantasy players, especially the running backs. And Corum seems to be the clear number one for a lot of uh, fantasy experts right now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks, but I was like, there's still value in Haskins. I mean, it's nothing to, nothing to scoff at of what he's doing. Right now, they're just splitting, like, evenly down the middle, but they're splitting at a high rate. The where last week, they had 40 carries combined, 40-plus carries combined, and they split, like, maybe like 20 to 21. Like it, it's, it's very similar. And they're both getting touchdowns. So, I mean, going forward, yeah, I would love to have Corum with his receiving ability. And if uh, Harbaugh in those bigger games decides to, Hey, let's feed our best player. But for now, I think Haskins is a good uh, pickup that we should get. And uh, he's still out there on anybody else's waiver wire with Corum, uh, without Corum being there too. I think people should take a flyer on him. No, fair enough. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on to our, Sit, start, discussion. So yeah. we'll start with our quarterbacks, as we usually do. We just go down the list of positions here. So our quarterbacks currently on our roster are Sam Howell going against Virginia. We have C.J. Stroud going against Tulsa. We have Caleb LB going against Pitt. And we have J.T. Daniels on our IR going against South Carolina. So J.T. Daniels, with all the discussion of whether or not he'll start this weekend or not, I think it's safe to say we don't need to worry about him. Even though yeah. if he did start, I'm pretty sure he would put up about a mile and a half worth of yardage on yeah. South Carolina this weekend. However, Stetson Bennett day for like five plus touchdowns. I mean, Stetson Bennett was a top 10 quarterback last week. He was absolutely in fantasy, which fantasy is a sentence I QBR. never thought I never thought I would say that. <laughs> Especially not this year. Oh, God, no. Um, so. Again, my thought process here, we, we stay the course of Sam Howell and C.J. Shroud. Um, yeah. UNC, UAVs expect to be a high-scoring game I, unless they just have a completely garbage day like they had against Virginia Tech. I don't see them – I don't see him really falling apart there. C.J. Shroud going against a weaker opponent than he has these last two weeks, a get-right a get game for him. And even in those tough games, he – Scored plenty of points for us. He's averaging 37.6 points a game for us. 
I see no reason why not to just ride ride the train with C.J. Stroud. And even though it's a weaker opponent, Ryan Day has been known not to pull his quarterbacks until the fourth quarter. So I think it's perfectly reasonable for us to stay the course with them. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to speak a little bit more about C.J. Stroud. I feel like, you know, after coming off of a, a, gut, a gut-wrenching loss to Oregon, and, you know, a lot of people blame C.J. Stroud. And uh, honestly, I can I can hear some points to where, you know, there was maybe a couple of throws that could have been a little bit better that put them in better position. But ultimately, it was that defense. But I mm-hmm. think this is going to be a bounce-back game for him because uh, he is facing – who is he facing this week, Jared? I, He'll be I facing Tulsa. Point. He's going against Tulsa. I mean – Right now, they're not looking too good in the AAC. Like, I thought their defense would be a lot better coming off of last season, and it's just not. They so, lost to UC um, Davis week one. They are not a good football yeah, team. Yeah, no. So, I'm expecting CJ to be in there all four quarters because I feel like, yeah, off of a bounce back win, he's only 19 years old, so he's still very young in this process. And um, I expect him to just, you know, have a full course of games, go through different reads, have different looks, and just be out there in the entire time. Like, I know a lot of people are – Excited that Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers are his backups, but I don't think Ryan Day is going to make that decision just yet. I think he's going to be focused on uh, the defense and also just, you know, keeping CJ and his confidence up. So I'm fine with him, you know, being out there. I believe he's going to be out there all four quarters. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, move on to our running backs. And you want to lead the discussion on this one? Sure. Uh, we have uh, right now our running backs this week are Hassan, uh, Hassan Haskins. Uh, uh, Michigan running back going against Northern Illinois. We have Kenneth Walker the third uh, going against Miami. We also have Mayan Williams going against Tulsa and Ty Chandler versus UVA. I mean, Virginia. Uh, you forgot our flexes, so, my dude. Oh, our flexes. I keep on forgetting because it's just so much. Tyler Algier is going against Arizona State. Uh, then we have Deshaun Cor- Corbin uh, going against Wake. So we have a very interesting interesting variety of things that we could do and i feel like we're gonna have a little uh maybe not so long discussion but i i see some different uh we might have some differing opinions on this i'm not fully uh sold on what uh to do yet but i would like to hear your input of what we should do for this week so i think kenneth walker is a, a start um i think yeah. there's a reason why they pulled him out early last week and that's because they wanted to save him for this miami game they knew he was going to be a massive part of this game so I see no reason why we can't uh, start him. In addition to that, Miami's run defense has proved to be less than inspiring this year. So I say yep. Kenneth Walker is a definite start. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Deshaun Corbin at Florida State. At least we are Absolutely. starting him in our flex. Tyler Algier going against Arizona State. I think that's a definite start. Um See, that's where I may disagree. Oh, let, me, uh, let, me, let me double check something real quick. How did, how did, how did Algier do against Utah? He had, a good day against, uh, he had a good day against Utah. He had a lot of carries. Um, I don't think he – did he get a touchdown? He did not. Okay, but so 127 not. yards? Yeah, uh, he had uh, 27 attempts for 97 yards on the ground. And then he oh, had he had some receptions a, a, two there. Receptions. I see, I see. Yeah, he had two receptions. But it was just like uh, – I mean, it was against Utah, a tougher opponent. Now you're going against Arizona State, where it is it's it's about the same level of like defense, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a, Utah's a little bit better, but it's still a big game for BYU in back to back weeks. And I expect Tyler Algier to get a lot of work. So uh, now that I think about it, now I'm saying these things out loud. I'm expecting a similar type of day of like you know 20 plus carries, and 
hopefully he can get that like either 100 yard mark or 97 uh, 90 something yard mark and then maybe get a touchdown in there if they get close mm-hmm. but i mean so I, i'm fine with tyler Algier. it's uh maybe some other options that we have on the bench like uh but for now yeah. if they're sticking with Algier, uh, i'll just say yeah it looks like uh I, I feel real close to starting him so again the, the question for me then lies with hassan haskins and i'm not yeah. sold on immediately starting him after picking him up off the way uh, off the free agent list this week we have tyler or we have ty chandler on the bench and we have mayan mm-hmm. williams on the bench this is where i think the questions start to come in do you start ty chandler along with sam howell with the hopes he might be able to get a reception stack in there or if one underperforms because the run game for unc is doing well you just want to make sure you get that value out of Tyler Algier or Ty out Tyler Algier, Ty Chandler. Or do you do Mayan Williams for the same thing with Ohio State? Ohio State, I think, being the more likely one because again, they're going against a Tulsa defense that's not looking very good. I can easily see them just running the ball down Tulsa's throat if they need to. So then, but then again, you also have Hassan Haskins, like you said, in both games has had 20 plus carries against both a um, Western Michigan team, a good Western Michigan team, in my opinion, as well as against Washington. And, cl- and clearly the identity of Michigan is run the ball, run the ball, run it down your ball more. Like a true, just a murder ball style of team. So I am split almost like n- not 50 50 like 33 33 like 33, 33 33 33 yeah on these on these guys and that one extra percent is sitting there just being like honestly it's a crapshoot with these three in my opinion yeah what are your um, thoughts I, I i'll say this you mentioned earlier off camera um uh, we were talking about virginia uh unc's uh running back room and right now uh you mentioned that, that um who is it dj jones and um oh god that and running backs is escaping me uh, Caleb Hood, or no, 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 wait, no, oh no, 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 no. You're asking uh, about the injured ones. Yeah, uh, the injured yeah. DJ ones. Jones and British Brooks. British Brooks are both uh, are both injured this week uh, and presumptuously, you know, not going to play that game. So it would be between Ty Chandler and Caleb Hood. Now a lot of people love Caleb Hood and his upside, but Ty Chandler is definitely going to get that start. And I think I might. I mean, Ty Chandler hasn't really like been a guy that we've been too inspired about, like our pick, like the pick that we've been inspired by this, uh, for the first two weeks now. We, mm-hmm. we thought, you know, maybe he'd be a good, great receiving back, a good run between the tackles guy, like just, you know, a jack-of-all-trades um, type of back for that UNC offense and what Mac Brown was doing. But he hasn't showed that yet. But this could mm-hmm. be the perfect game and opportunity for him to do that. But on the other side, I look at – um. I look, I look at uh, Ohio State in their running back room. We have Mayan Williams, but they also have Trevion Henderson behind him, who is an equally talented back, probably even more talented if he had, like, if Mayan Williams wasn't there, he'd probably have way more carries and way more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 throws a, that's, that throws a wrench in my mind of our decision. And lastly, we have Haskins with uh, Corum and, uh, yeah, with Corum. So, it, and they're going against the Northern Illinois team. And obviously, you know, uh, Harbaugh is going to run the ball, like we said, and they're both going to be equal opportunities. But now that I think about it, I mean, it's a Northern Illinois team that, you know, it, I'm not going to, I, have, I don't know much about Northern Illinois this season, but it's still Michigan. And they've showed this season that they can play better against like lesser competition. And this is actually like, you know, 
lesser competition where like yeah western michigan had the possibility of upsetting which they didn't they just you know michigan showed their power five uh status mm-hmm. and they went against washington a good team as well not a good team but a power five opponent and now they're going against another illinois team of i don't even know what conference they play for but Mac. the Mac. oh really oh yeah. man i thought they were in another one okay but yeah you're going against a mac opponent now and it's not a good mac opponent as well too so it it's definitely going to be a bloodbath for like they'll probably end up looking like a, a Auburn versus Jacksonville, like some Jackson State type of game or whatever. Whoever they played last week, it was like play the HBCU, but it's Alabama it looked State. like that score, Alabama State, yeah. So it looked like a sixty-five to zero score, but it's just a matter of like who all is going to get touches. Is Harbaugh going to throw Donovan at? Where's the freshman we've been hearing about all throughout camp? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to you know introduce the passing game a little bit more because? You know, you can't just be a one-trick pony in college football, especially in the Big Ten, where if teams figure out all we have to do is just stop your run game and then you're useless, then you can't – you have to show – Yeah, I mean, against variety, lesser so. competition, though, you can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can just play you murder ball. Yeah, basically you can. But, I mean, obviously you can also play murder ball through the air. Your quarterback is good enough to, you know – I don't think murder do ball and of- passing through the air belong in the same sentence. I don't know. I mean, shoot, if uh, I'd say uh, in recent memory, uh, the LSU receiving core, the Alabama receiving core, all of them were playing murder ball to where it was not fair for all of them. I I think you and I are defining murder ball in a different way. When I define murder ball, I'm talking about like just run it down your throat, out physical you the entire way down the field, Mm. three yards in a cloud of dust the entire way. But that's enough to get a first down 10 times throughout a drive. That's what I mean by murder ball. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I don't know. I was just thinking about like running up the score, and then it just uh, doesn't okay. look fair. I, I guess that's fair. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. You know, I started this discussion with like the desire to bench Haskins immediately after, because mm-hmm. like, I wasn't comfortable with putting him out there as soon as we take him off the free agent list. But the more and more I'm thinking about it, the more and more I just feel like I have to bet on volume. And we've seen him get volume. And the yeah. thing is, like, usually what happens with a lot of these guys that, gets, that get taken out early, if you have, like, it usually ends up with you score three touchdowns and your guy just happens to not be involved in those first three drives heavily and he's taken out, well, you're, you're screwed. But with Michigan, again, with the way they're playing, you know that Corum, you know that Haskins are going to be involved in those first several drives. Yeah. And they're likely to be the ones that ends up with an end, with a touchdown at the end of the end zone. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think it's very likely that even if they get up early, that you see Haskins and Corum both get involved in those scores very often or early and often. So I think, honestly – just with the uncertainty of carry amount of carries that Ty Chandler and Mayan Williams are going to get this weekend, I think Haskins might be the safe bet here. Even though his day might get be done early, I have a feeling that he's going to have plenty of work before he gets taken out. So yeah. I reluctantly am saying let's start a Michigan running back. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'll say this to where now that I think about it a little bit more, I mean, last week we saw Sam Howell have two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, and I felt that was weird to say last week. I was like, Sam Howell having two rushing touchdowns? 
what world am I living in? I was like, it's not, it's not, you know, a guy that I rave about his mobility. It's one of those things where I knock him down, but I was like, he still had two rushing touchdowns. I have to give you credit for that. So I just don't know about like some of those opportunities that maybe like Ty Chandler will get. Maybe, I mean, I could be proven wrong, but I feel like, like you said, it just feels like Haskins. I, I don't want to say, I, I can't really say like, we don't predict touchdowns here, but if mm-hmm. I had to bet on for somebody out of all three of our running backs to get a touchdowns, I'm betting Hassan Haskins. I'm betting the both of those Michigan t- our running backs will get touchdowns in that game because they've shown that they can. Mm. All right, if, even if they don't, I'm still expecting like, you know, over 100 yards, something like that. One or the other or both. So I'm fine with either one. Now, if I get proven wrong, then that I will have a foot in my mouth and then I'll just be like, womp, womp, and then we'll watch our other guy go off. But, you know, we'll, we'll go down the line and hopefully our other players will, you know, help bail us out. Yeah, but if, for the running backs, I think uh, – yeah, I think Haskins is our guy. If Haskins, for some reason, just gets less carries than Corum does this week, which I think Haskins actually had more carries last week, did he not? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I believe it was like 22 to 21, something like that. Uh, I'll check it real quick. But, um, yeah, besides that, uh, we're going to move on to the um, wide receivers. I'll just check. Yeah, wide receivers, we have currently starting David Bell going against Notre Dame. We have Rakeem Jarrett going against Illinois. We have Garrett Wilson going against Tulsa. And on our bench, we have Joseph Ngata going against Georgia Tech. We have Sam Pinckney going against Charlotte. We have Charleston Rambo going against Michigan State. And we have Tyler Sneed going against Marshall. Yeah, I see no reason to change our lineup. I think Bell, Jarrett, and Garrett Wilson are the best three starters that we could have. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I like, I love all these players individually. I love their talent. I will say I I do worry about David Bell versus Notre Dame. No, 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 no. It's a PPR league. Regardless if he gets touchdowns or that's, not. That's he, true. That's true. He that's is still true. going it's, to get volume. You know that. Still- also, think about it this way. Notre Dame, if they get up early on Purdue, it forces Purdue into passing situations. And who else are they going to go to besides the most talented receiver on their team? You know what? And then that Toledo game was pretty close as well, too. It, it was just like Notre Dame just doesn't like – it looks like there's an upset waiting to happen one day this season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, uh, maybe I'm – okay, I'm back. I'm coming to my senses. I, yeah, I just come, really come, don't like come, come to your senses, Xavier. Come on. Yeah. Are you, are you like, doubting was, David Bell? I, I really didn't want to doubt David Bell, but I was like, yeah, it's Notre Dame. Uh, any other week, if nah. you're going against Big Ten Cup, nah, nah, nah. I would have been like, yeah, David Bell, whatever. But, yeah, David Bell it is. I'm fine with that. But, uh, yeah, going back to our running backs, yeah, uh, you were right. Haskins had the more more carries by six, 27 carries to 21. But Corum had three touchdowns, but Haskins still had one touchdown. So, he had a good day of, like, 20-something points. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I'm fine with all three of our receivers. Yeah, all three of our receivers are good. Uh, tight end, yeah. uh, we will we will bench Michael Meyer uh, <laughs> the day the world ends. So Michael yeah. Meyer it is. Uh, and then we already discussed Absolutely. the two flex positions earlier. I see no reason why we can't uh, put Tyler Algier and Deshaun Corbin here. I think those are our two best bets right there. I like starting Absolutely. running backs in the flex position regardless because they just happen to get more touches. Um. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler Snead wants to act like a quarterback again. That'd be great. Honestly, he looked like he he looked like he had a better pass than uh 
friggin' uh, Holton Naylor's had all day. So, yeah. But even still, but yeah, I'm, if, if, I'm if, fine with if Tyler Sneed ever does start at quarterback for some reason, holy crap, dude, that's going to be broken <laughs> for us. That's going to be so dude, broken. We have a gold mine. We're going to have like the next, uh, oh God, he played for Kentucky. Uh, Lynn Bowden. Went on to like the, yeah, Lynn Bowden, the next guy, that guy. I'd only say about the rest of our team and for who we want to start and sit. The only guy I would make a case for probably is Ngata. If he if he had a shot to get anywhere on our roster, but if I had to if I had to you know defend one of these players, I need to see to it at least one more week. I need to see at least one more week with Ngata because yeah. he's had he looked like he had good chemistry with uh, DJ in the Georgia game, but. Then in the South yeah, Carolina State yeah. game, he didn't really do much. So yeah. I, I, I need to see Angata become a clear number one wide receiver before I'm willing to start him over any of our guys currently on yeah. our starting roster. So yeah. Yeah. with that being said, we have our lineup for this week. Our two starting quarterbacks are Sam Howell and C.J. Shroud, like we had before. We, had, we have Hassan Haskins and Kenneth Walker starting at running back. David Bell, Rakeem Jarrett, and Garrett Wilson make up our receiving core. Michael Meyer coming out as our tight end. Tyler Algier and Ja'Shawn Corbin making up the rest of our roster at our flex positions. So, with that being said, let's talk about our matchup for this week. We'll be facing against Scott Bogman uh, from the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. He's also the host of in this league, whatever fantasy sports podcast you might want. Um, also, um, writer for the um, writer for fan tracks. Um, I forget. I'm, I'm forgetting so many things right now for him. Sorry, Scott, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but even so, Scott's a great guy. Uh, got to talk with him briefly during the, the fantasy expo. He's great. Um, even so. His quarterbacks for this week, at least right now as we're looking at them, uh, Desmond Ritter facing off against Indiana. We has Clayton Toon facing off against the Grambling State. He has Ulysses Bentley IV facing off against L.A. Tech. He has Jordan Whittington in his second running back spot facing off against Rice. He has Stanley Berryhill III, wide receiver from Arizona, starting against Northern Arizona. He has Jalen Robinson, wide receiver from UCF, going up against Louisville. He has Khalil Shakir going up against Oklahoma State. He has Trey McBride going up against Toledo. He has Evan Hall going up against Duke. And he has uh, Tavalence Hunt, wide receiver out of Arkansas State, going up against Washington. So, Xavier, I'll let you start off here. Where do you think our advantages are? Uh, Definitely quarterback. I'll start off there. I think we definitely have the advantage of at quarterback. Uh, I love Desmond Ritter. I like Clayton Tune versus Grambling, but Sam Howell and CJ Stroud, just for the amount of passing touchdowns that they have and that they've amassed so far, I, I like that upside for us. And that, uh, I think we have the advantage. Um, I guess we can go next to the running back. So, who, where do you think we have the Do we have the advantage or do we not have the advantage at running back? So, at running back, uh, I guess we have to. I guess I'm, I have to include our flexes in this as well a little bit. Um, I think we have the advantage, although I think Ulysses Bentley might be the best running back in this matchup, which uh, Scott does own. 
I, I would disagree a little bit differently, but uh, if you want to continue on that, I'll, again, I'll Kenneth Walker's again. close in my opinion. Kenneth Walker's close. Yeah, um, but even I, still, I'll... but even still, him having Jordan Whittington at running back is very. I'm not gonna say it, it's interesting. I'll say that much. Yeah. I guess that's the kind of way of saying it. Um, it's PPR, so if he gets receptions, then you know that's a good point. But also, again, like if Texas receivers could catch, that would ma- that yeah. would make that worth it. Um, it's also Evan that quarterback Hall, could throw as well too. Yeah, I mean he's got Casey Thompson in this week, so we'll see. Uh, Evan yeah. Hull, um, I like against um, Duke. I think that's a good flex position there. Um, but I, I think Tyler Algier, Corbin Walker, and Haskins will be able to outscore them in that group. So I like our running back group this week. I'm looking at his bench to see if there's anybody else he could throw in here. Uh, Tory, I'd be worried about if he wasn't injured. Uh, Christian Beal Smith, if he throws him in there rather than Jordan Whittington, I still like our matchup, but I would be a little bit more concerned. Um, I guess we'll move on to wide receivers. Oh, you got something to say? I was going to say Max Borgie would kind of concern me a little bit too. Oh, shoot. I didn't uh, even see Max versus- Borgie there. Yeah, I think it's versatility. But I would say, uh, speaking back to the Ulysses Bentley point, I think, yeah, he's probably the most talented back out of uh, our two matchups. But I think like, the team that he's facing in LA Tech, and they've been really good about shutting down the run so far this season, kind of gives mm-hmm. us the advantage of, like, uh, you know, having a better back in uh, Kenneth Walker versus Miami. I think. I think I agree. I agree with you for the most part, but again, go back to their game against Mississippi State and see who had the best game against them. And that was Joquavius Marks. Yeah, but that but, was through but, the air. I was, saying, that, I was going to say, but that was through the air. Well, it's a good thing that Ulysses Bentley is also receiving back. Yeah, but I don't know if you can make that comparison to Aquarius or Ulysses. Uh, receiving, he's only had, like, what, two receptions so far this se- season, and it seems like Tanner Mordecai is... Uh, he's had like four receptions so far this season. Oh, he has four. Okay, okay. So, yeah, he has four. But uh, it feels like St- St- uh, Tanner has spread the ball out a lot this season to his receivers more than his back. So Fair enough. But Jaquarius also, had, again, like, nine receptions. Maybe, maybe, Aquarius had, like, nine that game. Maybe maybe SMU looks at that Mississippi State tape and they're just like, hey, they killed them with the receiving back. So let's see what we can do it. That's true. Yeah. So uh, moving on to our wide receiver matchups and everything. This is where I think our teams are the most evenly matched. Um, yeah. David Bell, Khalil Shakir, I think is a very even matchup right there. Um, oh, really? For the most part. I, I would lean David Bell. But I like Khalil I'll Shakir. Bring Khalil Shakir. Um, see, but Khalil Shakir Oklahoma hasn't had State. a game like David Bell had last week. Do you not see get David Bell score last week? Man scored thirty eight points. Yeah, that was against. Yeah, against UConn. It was great. Uh, yeah, but now he's going against Notre Dame, and Khalil Shakir is going against Oklahoma State. So that's where I was like, I'd probably get the edge to Shakir this week. Even still, Garrett Wilson against Jalen Robinson, I feel like it's a pretty, pretty even match. Um, yeah, I'll give that to Garrett. And then Rakeem Jarrett versus Stanley Berryhill. I'm still not entirely sure about Berryhill. Um, I don't know if his uh, receiving works keeps up. He scored about 20 points a week, so good on him there. Uh, and then, But I'd still give it to Rakeem Jarrett because I just like the in-conference matchup that will likely force him to stay in all game. I'm not sure how long Berryhill stays in with Arizona should they start blowing out Northern Arizona. So I think our receiving group is probably the closest thing on this. 
Yeah, it's probably the closest thing. So I'd say yeah. we lean us on receivers, but definitely closer than everything else. Move on to our tight end. It is Michael Meyer versus Trey McBride. And honestly, if there was one tight end that might be able to match up with Michael Meyer, it's Trey McBride. Man has scored in his last two games 24.6 points and 25.6. Granted, Michael Meyer has scored 27 in the last two games, but even still, it's rare to be seeing a tight end scoring that much in both of their games. So for once, as much as I love Michael Meyer, I don't think he's going to give us a massive advantage in this matchup. Now, it's still clear we start him because if we start anybody else, it's a clear disadvantage. So I think that I still like Michael Meyer better, but this pretty even in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Overall, I like us to win this matchup because I I lean us in almost every category. But again, that that I'm gonna say we win. But this is the kind of matchup where I'm like, I feel like I this is almost not a shoe in, but like I feel really good about this week. And then some fuckery is going to happen as, as a family podcast. Oops. Um, some, some, some BS is going to happen this week. We're like one of our guys goes down mm-hmm. with an injury and we're just going to be stuck there with like a two or three points on a guy. And we're just going to be stuck with that. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Saber? Yeah. Uh, I actually feel really confident. Like, uh, you know, when you're doing your home leagues and you're kind of doing your matchups a little bit and you're looking at the other side and you're like, all right, maybe this will be a tough week for me if hopefully some guys – I feel pretty confident about it. I, I feel like last week where we came to like a little split where I was like, maybe – I was like, I think we get the win. I think this week – To be fair, again, to be fair I, to you, if we had standard scoring, we would have won. Yeah. We would have won. We would have won. Actually, but I, I, I think this week – no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I th- yeah, yeah. I, I think this week, I think we pull out the win. I think there's a few. I think there's a few matchups on uh, Scott's team that may give him a disadvantage that may be advantageous for us in mm-hmm. terms of that we can score more than he does. So I feel good about this week. Um, I'm excited. We get week three of football, uh, college football. We already had uh, NFL this past weekend. Some good games, but I'm ready for college again. Ready mm-hmm. to, you know, see some rankings change, maybe some potential upsets, just all the great things, you know, that I don't have to deal with in NFL of like, you know, talking heads get up there and be like, oh, this team's the best. This team's the best. And at the end of the year, I'd see like, oh, it's just still the Chiefs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited know, for week three. I'm, I'm excited for win this week for this week. Um, I just look, I just looked it up. Uh, Scott Bogman's averaging roughly 180 points per week and we're averaging 230 not that that really means anything but i think that gives us an idea that we're in a pretty good position to pull out a win this week so again yeah talk talk talking trash here and everything uh, getting confident over over here probably means we come back Mm -hmm. to you guys next week and we're just like what happened (laughs) because that's just how things work in fantasy sometimes Anyway, thank uh, you guys. For my teams, not for our teams. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the King's Classic Sit Start Discussion with us, Jared Palmgren and Xavier Hood from the Chasing the Natty podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please make sure you follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at CFF underscore Jared. He is at CFF underscore Xavier. 
please make sure you ask us any of your questions that you want in our DMs. We try to get back to you guys as, as soon as possible on that. Tag us in any of your CFF questions. We love hearing from you guys. If you have any suggestions for this show or any of our other shows, please feel free to voice them. Um, currently, one, somebody mentioned in one of our recent uh, um, our week three, our week two and week three previews, they suggested that we add timestamps. It's little things like that we like hearing from you guys, just so we can try to pr- provide a better pr- provide a better prop product. Provide I almost said provide a better profit. Provide a better product <laughs> to you guys. And so, like I said, keep at it. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week.